What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is June 14th, 2021. You're listening to The Scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade, Ryan K. How you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um, you know, he's, just, he's not as quite, he's not as sexy in here as he usually is because he cut off the beard. I did, I did, I did. I, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I had to get the reset. I said, you go from a 15 to a 10. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Minus five. Minus five. Uh, so, so you just, so you just had perfect. You're not overly perfect. Right, exactly. I'm on, you know, you know, I'm, uh, I'm still celestial. <laughs> You know, but I'm not quite a you're, you're, pantheon, top pantheon of gods. Like, I'm like, at this point, instead of being Zeus, I'm like Apollo. Yeah, it's still pretty good. <laughs> still pretty good. <laughs> what a life you live. What a life. What a life. It's a hard one, goddamn, to be oh, burdened by excellence. Yes. Um, but no. <laughs> no, it was the dude, yeah, I had to, man, I had to fucking trim this motherfucker. Like, it's just... Like it when your beard gets too long and like the the hair gets too coarse. Yeah. Like for me, I just gotta I gotta get a reset every couple months. Man. Like I'll rock with it for about six months and I'm like, God dang it! I man, gotta, like well, what a great problem to have because I can't grow a fucking beard. It fucking sucks. It's yeah. it's it's great and it's terrible at the same time. I like yo. I like you was at Dave and Buster's Friday. I like please tell me you play that basketball game that TikTok uh, tic tac toe basketball game. That thing is cool as hell. I didn't get to play because people Dude, was on it the whole night, bro. I like. I remember one time I was on it, bro. Like I was kicking motherfuckers' asses left and right, and every time like I beat somebody, I would yell out Kobe. Nice. I like. You know what I'm saying? It was great. It was great. Yeah, you that's know? a cool game because they 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 have that. Um, I played the uh, I, I got on the uh, Halo um 
the Halo game they have over in the corner, the big. Oh yeah, like whenever I went, that shit was filled up. Yeah, like, that thing. I, I played that with my little cousins. So every, every, everybody was on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and and also guys, like if you miss, like you know, the two dudes with attitude podcast on like on Friday on Twitch, it is still up. Oh shit! I, I, like, I, I, like, I need I need to check that out, man. It is still up. It's basically a podcast about nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, that's, uh, that's well, good, though. I mean, yeah. I'll, well, the, the highlight of the stream is whenever my man, Anthony, I'm just saying, I like, it's like a thing with us now. Like, he does his patented Undertaker impression. It's, well, actually, Mark Calloway impression. It was the best. I like, you know, he literally had me in tears because we were sitting there because, like, we're doing, like, this uh, season mode yeah. thing. He's, like, Eddie Guerrero, and I was Chris Jericho, and I had a match with The Undertaker. <laughs> And I was sitting there, all like, dude, I gotta face the Undertaker again. And he was like, yeah, the Undertaker was sitting there talking to Vince. He was like, said, who the hell is this blonde guy? I got a job to Vince. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said he's not bringing weapons in in here. He's not one of us. <laughs> right. If he's not willing to stab me in the back, I don't want to fight him, Vince. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, like, dude, it, it goes on. Like, whenever I get a YouTube, well, I, well, my HBK Illmatic does have a YouTube. I just need to put those clips on there because that shit is go tier. I already saved that episode. I just haven't chopped it up and everything, but that shit was go tier. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, well, like you guys will see it soon. But like, if you haven't, the episode is that episode is still up because usually Twitch videos are, be, are up for about like a month. Like, you know, then they get deleted forever. So like, if you haven't seen that. I like you know go ahead and watch that but so we have an awesome show for you guys today julio jones is a fucking titan weird oh, it's weird i like you know your questions are in you know what i'm saying but first we're gonna get to the eastern part I like you know of these fucking playoffs you know what i'm saying so we got two series tied at 2-2 um so yeah we what, could take we could, do we want to go to atlanta and philadelphia yeah we we'll, just... we'll, we'll go we'll go there first um so what was crazy about that game? So the um, that that fourth game was Joel Embiid went like 0 for 12. Yeah. In the second half, he only had 17 points. If he had showed up at all, because they blew a huge lead. And I think he's he's dinged up too. All yeah, right. he is. Uh, but uh, right, but the man gave you twenty one boards and four blocks. Yeah, I mean, he gave you seventeen points. Like he, he all right, and, and the thing is, like you know, I everybody else, I like you know, the Atlanta Hawks took this game because like if you were to tell me Joel Embiid was going to give you that, uh, like Seth Curry was going to give you seventeen, Ben Simmons almost had a triple fucking double, and he was getting contributors uh, like you know elsewhere. Dwight Howard made some key buckets. There was no way. Like Trey Young, but like you know, and the Hawks took this shit. They took yeah, they they did. They stole this game absolutely, and they needed to. Yeah, they had to. They had to keep it tied up. They had to tie it up, so you know, to have a fucking chance at all. Um, because I mean, in terms of talent, like I like the Hawks roster. It's I young. I like, but it's young, and I think that they're a little out of their depth here. But that, like you know, and and you've seen that go going in, like you know. I like you know some of the savvy players down the stretch, but this I like this right here. I like this is doing wonders for them. And Trey Young, Trey Young is not scared at the moment, and it's and it's kind of here's the thing I like about like you know LeBron, people like LeBron and like you know and guys like that, like the older guys not being here. You get to see a light on how great the young guys are. Right, right. I mean, like a lot of these series are being carried by like young superstars, and it's fun as hell. 
like to watch. Yeah, it's not sure. it's not the same old same old. Yeah, exactly. Like we're getting we're getting fresh glimpses of uh, the future of the future as it's happening in the present, which is fun. Um, we're getting to see um, we're getting to see guys who um, haven't really had legitimate chances to win titles. Yeah, actually are lurking. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, there's a very real chance that the 76ers could be in the championship. Yes. You know, and Joel Embiid could be in a championship game. So, you know, so there's that, too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really, really, really an interesting byline, if you ask me. Like, um, speaking of, like, you know, interesting bylines, like, you know, one, another one is, like, you know, like, as, like injuries, too, like the Nets. Oh my God! Yeah, dude. So yeah, getting if we're gonna go ahead and jump ship, then yeah. I like, we'll is, there, is there anything else you want to say? No, honestly, like, because this this series is competitive. competitive yeah, it's fun. I like it. I like um, it. It's, I'm interested to see how it progresses. It's a lot more. Uh, it's like a more competitive than I thought it was. Same. Gonna be. Same. And you know, I'm I'm very, you know, the 76ers had chances to win that game at the end. They just couldn't. So you know, which it happens. I like you know like I know there was like a questionable call with uh, Tobias Harris like at the rim. I like you know. Mm-hmm. Like if if they were in L if they were in L A they probably would have got no if they were in Philadelphia they probably would have got that call but I thought that was I thought it was that, fine it, it was fine I like you know it was playoff basketball and Tobias Harris is a good player but he doesn't have that kind of cachet to get that kind of call right but still though I like you know right I like that would have been a huge basket like you know what I'm saying like and that was a momentum for shift. me that was that was a yeah, momentum shift for me. Um, but no, yeah, I, that does about cover it. But the other, the other interesting byline, absolutely, is um, the uh, Brooklyn Nets, man. Like just oh, the, the the team that everybody thought or they crowned, or like you know, saying to win the um, East. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, just the injury bug, man. And that was the biggest thing with them. I've said that the entire time. The biggest thing that was going to stop Brooklyn is Brooklyn. Yeah, like. Um, if they can stay healthy, great. If not, here we are. Um, so, fun statistic. Um, these last two games were the only two games that they've been held under 100 points in consecutive games all yeah. season. Now, obviously, when you have James Harden out and then Kyrie hurts his ankle in game four and you got Kevin Durant doing this shit by himself, yeah, then, yeah. That's uh, a bad time. So that's how I the, all the pressure's on Kevin Durant because this is, is. The, this is the first time in about five years where he doesn't have like two of the top five players in the in the game to help him out. Mm-hmm. I like like I said like we, we said we're gonna need to see like like Shannon Sharp would say we asked uh, LeBron to do this shit all the damn time. I like he's gonna need to do that. I like you know yeah. you're gonna have to be efficient. You're gonna have to do everything. I like you know, especially if Kyrie and uh, James Harden can go, you need to be that guy because people have been saying that you're the best player in the world. You kind of need to prove that. Well, I mean, and the thing is with Durant, like as much as I like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant isn't a guy that's going to necessarily help create for his teammates. Not that he can't do that, but that's not a strength. Yeah, but he's always had point guards to do that for him. Right. Exactly. So. My thing is, that's not a strength of his. Whereas, like, LeBron can facilitate for his teammates, and that is a strength of LeBron's. Yeah. That is not a strength of Kevin Durant's. Kevin Durant's greatest asset is his ability to 
get buckets and be efficient while doing that. Yeah. So now, and that's the other thing too is, so now that you don't have to worry about Kyrie and you don't have to worry about James Harden, you can throw your whole defense at Kevin Durant and be like, cool, dude. We're going to throw P.J. Tucker, Giannis, and Chris Middleton at you in any order and and probably a combination of the two of them. And Drew Holiday some because Drew Holiday, it ain't like, like obviously Drew Holiday's conceding a lot of height. What a thing! But, what a thing is with them. I like you know, KD is going to be KD. You just got to wonder if anybody else in that squad can, like you know, can can beat you. At that point, that's what you're daring them to do. Yeah, exactly. I like in a way, like in this team is just out of sync because like their three best players haven't really played a lot together. So Man. it's like nobody really knows their role. They're just going off talent and playoff basketball is like a different game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't heard nothing from Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, he's like, he got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And that wasn't, that shouldn't really be the case because Spencer Dinwiddie is a really good player. Right. Especially because he's a starting caliber, like, you know, guard coming off the bench. I like, Which, you know, weirdly enough, like, in this next game, now that he knows he's starting, that actually might behoove him. Yeah. So, who knows? So, like that, maybe then, but then again, is he going to be in rhythm? It's just like a lot of different things. Like, there's a lot of question marks. There's more questions than answers. You know what I'm saying? Cause, and the thing is, that's why this game is so pivotal. Uh, pivotal. Yeah. So so pivotal because if, uh, the series is tied two two, and you don't want to give Milwaukee. I like if Milwaukee wins this game tomorrow, they're gonna be up three two. I like, and we don't know the status of Kyrie. We know he's gonna be out. Kyrie, the next le- dude, Kyrie left in a boot and with crutches. Yeah. His X-rays came back negative, but ankle sprains take a while to heal, dude. Yeah. Like I don't care, like how good like how healthy you are like that's a tough thing to heal from like it really is like and i don't I like and even if he does play is like is he, he's not going to be 100 percent. probably i like you probably know not. i said james hart might play the next game like who knows but again a hamstring is a thing that like you don't want to fuck around with either yeah so like those are like two of the worst leg injuries you can have you like, know like especially like you know this late yep yep Exactly. Like, I mean, it just, I don't know, man. I, yeah, like, and this is why I like, you know, I, I said, this is why I said, like, getting James Harden, you know what I'm saying, would be kind of a mistake because you have no death now. Because I feel like, you know, if Karis LeVert and, like, a lot of those young pieces that were still there, I still feel like, you know, this uh, the Nets could probably still win this series. Yeah. They, you could, they could still win this series. But if Kyrie and James Harden don't play, there's no way. I, I can't see it. I cannot see it because I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks as a whole and as a unit is a better team than uh, than the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets just have Kyrie, James Harden, and uh, Kyrie Irving, and the Bucks as a team can't can't overcome that. Right, right. I agree. I like especially Kevin Durant, and like you have Kevin Durant on top of that. Now that both of them are like are gone, like you can overcome Kevin Durant. Yeah. As, a, as a squad, like it's an even playing field now, and right now they're a better team, and they're rolling. And like you know, it's just one of those things. Like Kevin Durant has to has to win, like you know, uh, game five. He has to, because if they don't, this series is over. Right, it's I, over. I like in the mere fact, like, and if he doesn't, that means Kyrie or James Harden might have to come back prematurely, and you don't want that to happen. I like, and do you really want to sacrifice them? In the, in the Eastern Conference, I like you know just to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, just for them to be hampered with injuries again. You yeah, know, to you to for you playing a 
Philadelphia or an Atlanta team that's pretty healthy. Yeah, like, like and they're like both teams are rolling on all cylinders, playing great basketball. I might add. Yeah, you probably don't want that. So, you know, so it's just like either way, like, you know, that this game is pivotal, uh, pivotal, like, and I'm just looking at Kevin Durant, like, he has to be that dude tomorrow. He, he's going to have to drop 40 or 50, and he's going to have to do that and get his teammates involved. Yeah. That's going to be hard. Now, the Bucks are going to, in addition to that, the Bucks are going to have to, because the Bucks played, like, dog shit their first yeah three games, if I'm being honest. Like, the first three games of this series, they did not look like themselves. Yeah. Um, the third game, they were able to get away with it because they were able to force Brooklyn into being deficiently, like, defen- like horribly inefficient, and just, they look terrible. Yeah. So, I just, I, again, as long as, like, KD could score 40 or 50, and the Bucks could have a shit game, and they could win with that. Yes. KD could score 40 or 50 and get his teammates involved, and they could win a shootout, maybe. Yeah. But the, the the main thing is like who's gonna be that guy that other guy to step up because right. I, I like I'm not I like I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant can get forty I like that's not the issue is uh, like is who's gonna be that other guy that's gonna step up if K uh, like if Kyrie or James Harden can go who's gonna be that guy is it gonna be Spencer is, is Blake Griffin gonna score twenty five is, is Blake Griffin gonna show up like is Joe Harris gonna gonna light it up i like you know he's kind of do i like you know there's just there's more questions than answers yeah. but all of it falls on kd's shoulders all of it falls on and like and he hasn't been in this situation in a while hasn't yeah. been in this situation in a while where you know what i'm saying like all his top guns are gone and like and he's gonna have to be the one like you know that like that has a carrier not to say that he can't but you know but if you're not used to doing that then you know it's kind of it's kind of like unknown uncharted territory for you if you haven't been doing it for a while it's not like Damian Lillard where Dame time is a thing because you like you know he's always in a position to do so right you know and because he's not surrounded by nearly as much talent but I like I, I don't know I like it, it, it'd be interesting to see like I said the, these e- these Eastern Conference series have been much more interesting across the board for me um, really and truly um, Outside of that Bucks Heat series, honestly, but the Heat, oh, like the Heat, the same thing happened to the Heat that happened to us. Like yeah. they had no off season, they were tired. Yeah, so I mean, it is what it is. Like it is what it is. Like people want to get their laps in, but you know they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to take about. They, they don't want to. They don't want to discuss that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I like that. That's going to be interesting for me to see. I like. I hate that I have to work and I can't watch that game. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? Because like Shannon Sharp said. He's gonna to have to be the best player in the, in the world. No, oh, yeah. Because I because I do believe as of right now, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. But he's gonna to have to be that. Yeah. He's gonna to have to be that, and like, and that's my thing. Like, you know, if we're gonna hold LeBron to the same standard, like, he has to get it done. Yeah. He has to get it done. I like, you know, and as much as people dislike LeBron, LeBron has gotten it done like on, on more times than not. So like, you know, KD, I like you're up. You got to do it, my man. You yeah. got to. You know, and I'm rooting for it. I like I'm rooting for it. I like, you know, say so I love KD. I like I don't like the mere fact that people be trying to dunk on him and like, you know, and try to diminish diminish his greatness. But at the same time, you gotta show up. You yeah. gotta show up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I am looking forward to that. Say anything else you wanna add to? Nah, I think that about does it, man. You know, so coming up next, I like Julio Jones is a fucking Titan and that's that's weird as hell to say. 
that's weird as hell to say and people are saying like they're all like i wouldn't say they're a lot but they're most certainly a favorite to win the super bowl me and your arcade are gonna uh divulge a net on the scoreboard on anchor you guys keep it locked I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. With our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near to perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on giveupandsettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than it. Nothing wrong with a black match. She's still smoking. Ha! People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin-free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to GiveUpAndSettle.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try, you might get a virus. GiveUpAndSettle.com, we'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast, it's fun, it's not a real site. GiveUpAndSettle.com So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers and behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to giveupandsettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was, but then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. What's up guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things, but as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. 
stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. What's up, everybody? It's that time for our quote of the week. I'm going to go first because mine isn't all that great. Mine's not that great either, but it's it's okay. I like my thug life moment of the week, though, so I can't yeah. wait to share that with you guys. Right. Uh, my quote of the week comes from Al Snow. <laughs> Goat. Already good shit. <laughs> Al Snow's the man. He said, I was chilling with my family, and I just released my own fragrance, and nobody nobody in the car seemed to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Has your dad ever done that? Oh. Just, just laid like one? <laughs> A silent killer? <laughs> Bro. Bro, my dad's gas is the worst shit of all time. That man, that man has the rankest asshole of all time. Like I, I've I've said it once if I've said it a thousand times. I know that my dad has real bad gas when I have not been into the home and I walk in and I smell beef stroganoff. <laughs> Cause my father has never made a plate of beef stroganoff in his life. Mm. Terrible gas that man has. <laughs> um so my quote of the week goes to uh um Yoko Taro. Okay. Uh, he's the guy that made the near games. Okay. Um, so, um, this dude is fucking out there, man. He's a, he's a funny motherfucker. Like, he doesn't give a good goddamn. So, um, you know, he made near and near automata. And uh, this dude tweeted at him and was mm-hmm. like, just want to say thank you. I met my girlfriend because she cosplayed as 2B, which is the main character mm-hmm. of Near Automata. If it wasn't for the Near game, I would have never met her. And he re- quote tweeted this and said, oh no, I don't want to hear this kind of report. I hope that all handsome cool guys will be vanishing from this planet except their girlfriends. I hope so every day. <laughs> that dude is hilarious, man. <laughs> Like he wild, bro. <laughs> like, um, like he, like he was sitting there one time, and like they were, um, this same dude. He's he's a fucking trip, man. Like they, uh, he was like online, and he was like, yeah. So like, I hear that like a lot of people are drawing like a lot of like not safe for work art of like my character. Yeah. In near automata two B. Yeah. I need y'all to compile a list of all that art and put it in a folder for me. <laughs> like, he's fucking ridiculous, dude. <laughs> that dude don't give a shit. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. Uh, but getting back to, uh, you know, the sports analysis. and Because that's that's not what you guys came here for. Right. You came here to see us make dick jokes. Right, right. But uh, getting back to it... Uh, so the Titans have Julio Jones, and some people have gone so far as crowning them as favorites to win the Super Bowl. I don't see that a fucking in the slightest. Um, Why not? Uh, their defense is still not great, yeah. and that their secondary still. Well, I mean, their defense is okay. Their secondary is bad, so they still have issues on the defensive end. Um, that you know. 
are concerning. So my thing is like, you know, I can't on paper, yes, all right, but my thing is we don't know what type of corners are gonna be let go in the preseason and what they can find, like, you know, and because mandatory minicamp starts things starts tomorrow. Yeah. So like we don't know what they have because like you know they drafted Farley, but he's very injury prone, has a lot of injury history. I don't really know, man. Like I just they also have Janoris Jenkins too. Yeah. So and Janoris Janoris Jenkins is is feast or famine. Yeah, he is one of the biggest feast or famine corners in the league. He's either incredible or he's terrible, and yeah. there's not a lot of in between there. Um. So, which we uh, like a lot, a lot of talent there, but you know, like weirdly no. enough, the Vikings have a corner like that on their roster with in Brashad Breland. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're guys that are just like that. Like when they're on, they they're amazing. Yeah, but uh, there's some games where they're goof. Well, they, they they gamble too much. Yeah, or they commit a lot of penalties. Like you just don't know. I said my thing is my thing is this. I was like, I like, I wish people would stop. I, the narrative about how Ryan Tannehill isn't good and how you can't win games with Ryan Tannehill kind of needs to stop. Because I was sitting there looking at his stats, like, you know, his career stats. I was like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, his highest career total for interceptions is 17. And I think that was, like, his second year with the Dolphins. Every other year, like, you know, it's either, like, 12 or below. In his past two years, I think it was, like, 6 and 7. I like yeah. so, so the man's very – the man protects the football, makes good decisions with the football. Like, the dude's just a gamer. I think the, the narrative about how Ryan Tannehill holds you back and how he's trash, I think we need to stop – we need to stop doing that. I think because the stats, the stats show, like you know, according to the stats, he's a top ten, top fifteen quarterback. I think that narrative needs to be put to rest. I think for my money, I think that. Uh, Granted, their quarterbacks are the better, but I think the narrative that he's not good and like you know, I think that. I really think here. Here's my thing with Tannehill. I genuinely think that Ryan Tannehill is. Um, I think that he is a. Um, What's the what's the way game manager? Yeah, I think he's like an Alex Smith. I think he's kind. better than Alex Smith. I think he's I think he's like an Alex Smith type quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a guy that isn't really going to be the reason you win games all the time. Yeah, but he's I not going to be the I, reason you lose games. I think either. he's not often going to be the reason you lose games either, though. And my thing is, like, if you had to have the lowest tier of quarterback, like, you know, for that, that's what you'd want. If you can't have, a, like, a superstar quarterback, yes, that's, that's what you that's want. Exactly what you want. That's, what, that's exactly if you, what you want. If you can't have a superstar or star young quarterback, that is definitely the guy that you want instead. Like, a... A guy that isn't going to lose you games. That if you maybe build the right roster around him, he could do some things. He probably could do some things. Get you into the playoffs. Maybe get you into a Super Bowl. Maybe win you a Super Bowl. Yeah. If the cards fall the right way. I like, and I think like Brian Tannehill can be that guy. I just I like, and the thing is like I'm not sitting here saying like he's no Patrick Mahomes, but I do think the narrative that he's not good and like you know and like. He's holding a team back. I think that needs to stop because the last season he had 33 and six. I, I don't think that stats like that. I, I think he almost had like 4,000 yards. That's not stats of a quarterback that's holding you right, back. Right. But like, granted, you had Derrick Henry, but you also have to make those throws. Right. Well, and the thing is, too, the reason he didn't have a whole crap ton of yardage is because their offense is centered around Derrick Henry, yeah. as it should be, because Derrick Henry is prolifically good. Yeah. Just like the Vikings. 
offense should probably be centered around Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Like, when you have a top two, three, or four running back in the league, that probably should be the first focal point of your offense. Yeah. Because you can do a lot of things based off of that. Like, the play-action game works better. Your receivers are better because they're working off the play-action game, too. Like, it just it makes everything better. It makes everything easier on your quarterback because there's a lot of outlet throws yeah. that are going to be there that, like, you know, you have some safety valve options that wouldn't be there otherwise. So, I definitely think that, like, yeah, while Ryan Tannehill isn't fucking sexy, um, he's not, you know, your Patrick Mahomes. He's not your Lamar Jackson. But you don't have your, to have you don't have to have those to be successful. No, you do, no, you don't. And, like if, and, if, if Nick Foles has showed us anything, you don't. Like, and like you said, this is the lowest tier of like quarter desirable quarterback that you would want. Desirable quarterback that you would want on your team, because you know, I I think that. In a lot of ways, you know, I think I think statistically in terms of passing, I think that he's worse than Kirk Cousins. But I also think that if you just look at the fucking what you're watching on television with your eyeballs, yes, he is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like so, you know, like he's not going to put up the kind of like passing numbers that Kirk Cousins does. But at the same time, he's mobile. Um, he plays alive, but like you know, he doesn't make dumb mistakes with the football. Right, exactly. Like he's I like, and a real thing, like you know, getting to who, getting to Julio Jones. This does nothing but help that offense. You can't load yeah. the box no more on Derrick Henry. I like Derrick Henry is about to feast this year. Well, dude, that's the thing, man. Like because Corey Davis was a really solid number two for them. Yeah, but if Julio Jones has more in the tank left than. We think he does. I think he does, and I think I think he does too. Um, I think uh, the, just the, just a press conference he had, and like he just know. he he didn't want to be in Atlanta anymore, and I think just getting him out of there is going to reinvigorate be, him. Yeah, I think that's going to reinvigorate him, and I think he's going to be because he heard he's hearing the naysayers, and he just like stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. I think I like he, he has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to play for this year. Absolutely. Because yeah. like, a lot of people kind of written him off. I like, you know, he's like as far as like, you know, saying our, our era and stuff, he's the GOAT of this era. Him and maybe Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I think I think him and Calvin Johnson were the two best receivers of like this recent era uh, of receivers. Um, so I'm very interested to see um, what he does this season. I, I th- playing across from A.J. Brown, who is a emerging pro bowler. Yeah, AJ like, Brown is big good. Yeah, like they're about to have a hilarious time. Um, and like you know, if they can get a somewhat decent tight end, that's going to open up the like you know, like you know, for the for the tight end too. Yeah, I like you know, it's, like it's like having him there, and if he can stay healthy, does not it does wonders for everybody. Yeah, I mean, dude, like your your slot receiver is going to have a great time. Um, your running back's going to have a great time. Um, like at this point, if everybody can stay healthy, and that's the one thing about Julio Jones, like you know, can he stay healthy? Well, and that's that's been the thing the last couple of seasons. But I think that he'll probably be okay, really and truly. Um, I, I'm very interested to see it play out, but I still think that the Chiefs are probably the favorite in the AFC. Just to come out of the AFC because they got 15. 
Yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes, and they while they lost Sammy Watkins, they still have Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman and and Pringle and all those cats, and they bro, got Travis Kelty. Bro, that that O line is better. They they fixed their O line. Their and, defense and, and, is still really good. Like in one off season, like they let go of their left tackles. They got they get Orlando Brown Jr. They mm. get Joe Tooney, the best uh, like left guard, guard in football. Like and they drafted Creed Humphreys in the draft, like in the second or third round. That's insane value. I like so like in one off season, like I think Coletio Simley still in the right guard. I don't know who their right tackle is. I like at this point it don't even really I think matter. they I think they I think they have Mike Rimmers there but at this point does it really matter? No. Like, like you can hide Mike Rimmers. You can hide there. him because all those other all those other pieces are really good. Yeah they they, they overhauled their O line so like they should be fine. I like they should be fine. I like you know, and uh, they they just gonna c- continue to keep trucking. They're just gonna continue to keep trucking. Like they need to like you know fix that defense. I like you know, but whenever you score points like they do, I like I guess you can kind of hide the defense as well. So like yeah, I like you gotta think about Baltimore too. Baltimore gotten better as well. Yeah, they're, they 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 got Sammy Watkins. That's they, big time for them. They and, got Rashard Bateman in the draft. Yeah, they they um they still and they still have Hollywood Brown and they had, they got another good receiver too. They they have they have like four real solid receivers yeah. now. Um all they got to do is just get their offensive coordinator to quit running head ass stupid shit. Yeah, head ass dumb ass plays. So like you know so Baltimore like is still in the mix. I like Pittsburgh. I like it depends on if their defense can stay healthy because shit went downhill whenever motherfuckers were going down on defense, particularly Devin Bush, and that's that was like the beginning of the end, you know, like for that, and like and Big Ben has to throw like a thousand times, I like you know which their defense was the reason why they were really good in the first place. So like until like cause I never count out the Pittsburgh Steelers, so you gotta you can't count them out. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been saying that last year. So, they're another bill. Like, the Browns are like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I mean, and, dude, Odell Beckham Jr. is apparently going to be playing with his hair on fire. Because Jarvis Landry was talking about, like, dude, like, OBJ is looking, like, real good. Like, he's – because he's pissed off. Because, like, he's, like – they got better without him when he yeah. got hurt. And, like, people people have been dunking on him for years Yeah, now. like, and that's the narrative now. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're a cancer. You suck. Blah, blah, blah. So he's got some shit to prove, bro. Like big time. Yeah, he has some big time shit to prove. I like, you know, the Bengals are gonna get better. It's just like I wouldn't say like, you know, they're a favorite, but they are big time players. Yeah. I can't sit whenever you add like somebody Julio Jones caliber, like I said, like one of the two goats of our recent era, you know what I'm saying? Like that you have to be a big player. You have to be a big time player because not only, you know what I'm saying, you gotta deal with all those guys, they gotta deal with that. Yep. I like, and not too many guys in the AFC got two corners that can deal with AJ Brown and Julio Jones. That's gonna be a bad time. For and, people. and you can't, and you can't stack the box against Derrick Henry. Because I mean, that's, that's a the, bad time. That's the thing, too, man. Like, so you're gonna be sitting there. It's literally pick your poison. If Ryan Tanny. If Tannehill can get those fuckers the ball, that's all. It, that's all it is. If he can get them the ball, it's it's I, about to be crazy. I, I think he can. I like he he was doing it. I like Corey Davis is great, but he's not Julio Jones. He was doing it with lesser talent. Yeah, that, that's why I was saying. Like I think the narrative about him not being good or like or people just dunking on him because it's like the cool and easy thing to do. I think that narrative kind of needs to stop. I like granted he's not sexy, but you know you can win games and you can do some shit. I've seen. Worse quarterbacks win Super Bowls. 
I've seen worse quarterbacks, like much worse quarterbacks, win Super Bowls. Yeah, like to fucking what the fuck is Trent Dilfer? Mark Rippon. Jesus Christ, what is that? I like Doug Williams. I like no disrespect, to Doug. Brad Williams. Johnson. Yeah. What do you mean, Jeff Hostetler? Anybody? Yeah, like come on now. Like I said, I've seen some pretty ass quarterbacks win some Super Bowls. You know, what I'm like saying? dog. Like if, like I said, Tannehill. Tannehill's a lot better than every one of the motherfuckers we just mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, it could happen. Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl. Rex Grossman did go to a Super Bowl. My. God. So you sit here and tell me that Ryan Tannehill can't? I like you know, and I didn't trust like Russ Grossman was way worse than Ryan Tannehill. Now, what we what were all the teams that we mentioned definitely had great defenses. The Titans, eh, Rabel does a good job with that team though. Yeah, and they usually have a solid defense just because of scheme. But my God. They, they do need some talent on there. Like I said, they have a three-year window. Mm-hmm. This is just a short window. They have a small window, but yeah, they could, they could, they could, they could do some things. I, I definitely, you know, this might not be the season that they put it together together for sure. Yeah, but they could be primed the following season because if they get that slam dunk cornerback that they need, or if like, or if Caleb Farley, you know, saying if Caleb Farley ends up being healthy and actually like shows the fuck out like yeah. he's capable of. Then who knows, man? If it, cause yeah, like if he, if he, yeah, like if he can, like you know, what I'm saying, stay right. healthy. Yeah, who because knows? like, cause that's the only reason he fell in the draft. Absolutely. So. I like, but that's the thing, like that. The backs. Yeah. Like we'll just see. We'll just see. I know mm-hmm. my friend Thomas. Shout out to him. Was upset at us because like we gave them like you know like a bad grade. But it, like it, it it was what it was. But then again, he's Titans through and through. So yeah. like you know. But that but that's just a thing for me. I like you know. Are they are they a favorite? Like not my favorite, but they're big. T- they're big time players. I like they're they're oh, to yeah. be reckoned with. Oh yeah. You cannot put them in there. I like. I gotta see. I think they. they I think they're pretty comfortable. I'm gonna say this. I think. <sighs> I probably have them winning the South. I mean, and you know that's kind of a wild thing to just throw out because I mean you can't just sneeze at the Colts. Yeah, because they, they got Carson and, Wentz. You know who knows what the Jaguars are going to be with fucking Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. You know the Texans are going to be in hell. Yeah, because if Deshaun Watson plays football this year, I'd be fucking shocked. Yeah, but uh, you know that's a completely different bag of worms. So. You know, like I said, I think that if you stop and you look at it, I think that the Titans are kind of your favorite to win the South this season. Yeah, most definitely. So, that's just me, though. So, at least you guys can actually get in a dance. And once you're in a dance... Yeah, hey, anything could happen. All I, and they added two extra... No, they actually added an extra game. Well, that's trash. <laughs> I hate that so much. Uh, money grab, money grab. All right, coming up next... I said the the uh the NBA playoffs Western Conference edition and we got your Thug Life moment of the week. You guys keep a lock here on the scoreboard on Anchor.
Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. What's up, everybody? It's that time. It's a Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. You can get in contact with us by hitting me up on uh, hit me up on Twitter at HBK under, uh, underscore Illmatic, all caps. You can hit us up on uh, Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can hit us up via email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So, I'm going to go first. And my Thug Life Moment of the Week goes to... Isaiah Barnes, and if you don't know who Isaiah Barnes is, that is the that is the ten year old no eleven year old son of Matt Barnes. So him and his old him and his uh, twin brother have a podcast called the Barnes Boys Podcast. For young kids, I like you know it's pretty good. I like if you're young, it's not my thing. But there was like a clip, and like and this was supposed to be my shit uh, my shit for like a for like a couple of weeks ago because it was tr- rain true for a couple weeks ago but I forgot but it's still funny nonetheless so they were sitting there talking about the Suns they were like yo the Phoenix Suns like you know made it to the playoffs like it's like the first time like in 10 years he was like yeah it's been 10 long birthdays since the Suns made it to the playoffs and Matt Barnes yells out in the back said were y'all motherfuckers still shitting on yourselves then and he looks at his dad and said yeah we were and you know what you were doing getting shitted on by the other team <laughs> yep Got him. Like his, his older brother, was, I know his younger brother was like, he looked at him, he was like, you're not supposed to say that. And he looks at him like, he said it first. That's it. <laughs> I would have just clowned him and been like, and you know who's cleaning that shit up? You were. That's the biggest L there is. <laughs> you're having to clean up your, cleaning up kids, kids' diapers? That's the biggest L there is. Fuck out of here. Well, I, I bet, so, trash. So, so that's why I respect Joe Flacco, because I remember... <laughs> I remember whenever Joe Flacco, like he signed that hundred million dollar contract, and they were asking him, you know, like I think like his wife was got pregnant or she had just given birth, and they were like, do you like do you do anything to help the baby out? He looked at, he's like, fuck no. He was like, you don't change diapers, like, no, I don't. He was like, I'm worth a hundred million dollars. I don't do I don't do none of that, none. 
Ever. Damn nah. Son. Damn son. Can't do it. Um, if I was working for hundred million dollars, I'm not touching a diaper either. <laughs> so, my thug life moment of the week goes to this dude. Um, his Twitter at is at c o a bra b r a a h. So, due to um, due to the lack of melanin in my skin, I have to slightly censor this one for reasons that will be apparently obvious. <laughs> um, so, this dude tweeted out, A kid just saw me in my five-inch shorts and called me a corny-ass, Larry Bird-ass-looking homie. Obviously, he didn't say homie. Yeah. And told me to shoot some real long twos or some shit. <laughs> Roasted to hell. <laughs> Man, real that shit, <laughs> that shit had me crying. So, he was wearing, like, the... He was wearing the, the short shorts. Woo. Like he's wearing a five inch because so a lot of girls have been like a lot of girls coming out of COVID horny on Maine yeah talking about dudes need to be wearing the five inch inseam shorts and this dude clearly took that advice serious went out in public and got hosed by some kid <laughs> I remember that, that I, shit hilarious I remember they did that shit one time I like in the NBA, like had like the throwback shorts and stuff. Terrible. They asked Kobe Bryant how you felt do like wearing those shorts. He was like, "Dude, I felt I felt fucking violated. This shit sucks." Yep, yep, that sounds correct, man. Yeah, that shit didn't look right at all. It's terrible because they had like the the short shorts, but they had the baggy jerseys. It was not good. Yeah, that was that's stupid as shit. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, by uh, far the stupidest thing. Definitely, uh, definitely, uh, the uniforms are a lot better now. Them five-inch shits were not yet, bro. Oh, uh, they said they said back in the day Jordan wanted to wear baggy shorts because he wanted to wear his North Carolina shorts up under his bull shorts. Yeah, yeah, because he he did that. <laughs> so, but yeah, freaking um, which I like, you know, speaking of Space Jam, they they made a reference to that in Space Jam because they had to get his co- they had to get his college shorts, and yeah. Daffy was like, mm-hmm. "Your shorts." from college and like and he was like yeah i wear them under my other shorts well like you know like for every game and they looked at him was like what yeah and he's like i wash them i say he's like yeah sure you do sure yeah sure you do you be like i do <laughs> yeah fantastic uh, great great stuff great stuff um so we got the so now we got the western conference stuff um so i guess we got by default we gotta talk about we gotta talk about the sweep first right yeah because, I mean, there's only so much you can talk about a sweep, but there's still some interesting things to discuss. Um, Info. So. Uh, the, the hottest team in, playing right now, the Phoenix fucking Suns. Yeah, man, I love it. Um, I've, I've said this. To shout, m- shout out to my man Marvin, who's a true Phoenix Suns fan. He Good for a- him. He deserves that. That's, that's some long-suffering, miserable shit. But he also, had, but he also has to give me credit that DeAndre Ayton is that real deal too. So, yep. <laughs> so granted, he wanted Luca, but DeAndre De- DeAndre Ayton is is, I like he he's starting to blossom into what everybody was hoping for, and like him being a number one pick. Yeah, I was I tell everybody all the time, DeAndre Ayton was one of the big reasons I won my fantasy basketball league. He averaged eighteen and ten that year yeah. as a fucking rookie. He's pretty fucking good, man. Um, so. I'll I'll say this man like you got um you got the point god Chris Paul yeah in a closeout game dropping a 37 burger and mm-hmm. it's the most he scored in 3 years 
This is finally the year, I think, that Chris Paul is going to be healthy throughout the playoffs. I think it's I think it's finally happening. It's his best shot to actually win. A I title. think I think this is I think this is it really. And because with the Clippers, they never went to a conference finals. No, and like I said, I think that this is this is his real real Shoot chance. Shot. This so no, team so no, had, no, no LeBron like. Yeah, there's no LeBron. Um, there might not be a Kevin Durant. There might not be a Kevin Durant or Kyrie or James Harden. I'll say yeah, the Nets might not make it. Freaking uh. This is this is some real if you're Chris Paul man this is this is it I yeah. think. I think you could still go win a championship as an ancillary guy. Yeah. But I think this is the champ this is the, might be you being a a primary leader. I was like I know uh I know like Stephen A Smith said like you know he said like Chris Paul can be a top five point guard all the time, but he can't because he doesn't have a chip, and I think that's kind of unfair. I think that's unfair as fuck. Because I, because to me, he is a top five point guard all time without the chip. Yeah, I, that's that shit's yeah. No, he's he's fucking incredible. I yeah, I ain't I, like, I kind I kind of disagree with that. But I dis I disagree with that like hell. I like he's certainly number five, but he doesn't go no higher than that. But he deserves to be. He's in my top five at number five. But like that guy is that guy is incredible. Yeah, man. yeah. Like he's been one of my favorite players since day one. It's been him and Kobe. Yeah, man. I love Chris Paul, dude. Like he's. In my lifetime, he's been the best point guard I've watched. Yeah, I like, and I like, and I've seen a lot of great ones. I've seen John Stockton. I've seen Gary Payton. I've seen Jason Kidd. Yeah, I've like, seen Steve Nash. Yep. Like I said, I would say that he's probably the best one that I've watched. I like. I would have to put Jason Kidd up there because Jason Kidd did lead his team to a finals twice. Chris Paul never did that, and Chris Paul had better teams than Jason Kidd. So I like you know and like it, yeah, but but the the difference is that um, the difference literally is that Chris Paul has never been healthy. Yeah, that's always been the biggest difference. Like he got his teams into finals, you know, conference finals. He got his teams into conference finals, but he's never gotten them past that hump. And how many years? Like I mean, dude, that that second year with the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah, they were Chris Paul injury away. Yeah, but as you always say, best ability is availability. Availability, absolutely. But I think this is the year he finally has availability. Yeah. And I think that's real fucking scary. Um, I like and on the Nuggets side, I like I know people are going to try to trash Jokic. I'm like, MVP, a lot of got bro. swept. I was like, bro, he's the fifth MVP. Like you know, what I'm saying to ever get swept. And you know who's on that fucking list? Moses Malone, Magic Johnson, Wes Unseld himself and i think some cream it's yeah, cream. cream cream in 77 i think yeah got swept out of a series like i'm not trying to listen to i'm that. not trying to listen to that it well, had, and it, two like dude fucking jamal murray got hurt like that there that team got real different the second that happened yeah and like and the thing is like he gets credit for even bringing them that far I like, and i feel like if jamal murray was uh, like was to uh the play that series would have been a lot different because he provided the, like the scoring barrage they had, Jamal Murray could have nullified that a little bit. Right, exactly. He, cause that that's the big thing is like you gotta you gotta go tit for tat with that. But um, I mean, dude, this roster is really good. Um, you have, I mean, you got great role players, and a lot of these guys have taken on Chris Paul's persona. Yeah, Devin Booker literally is just trying to end people. Yeah, like he's like, I'm gonna drop fifty every night. Yeah. Fucking stop me. He's out here talking shit, and yeah, I love he, it. Yeah, he's hateful. Yeah, he, dude. 
DeAndre Ayton's banging. I like Jay. Jay, Jay Crowder's always been Jay a Jay Crowder's rock. always been nasty. Dude, that like this team's got dudes like But they got Frank the Tank. Yeah, dude. I mean they got Tory Craig. Tory Craig is fucking underrated yeah. as hell, and he's a phenomenal defender. So Cameron Payne, all I can know is showing that he deserves to be in the uh be in the league after the Bulls said after the second practice they saw him he he can't play on that level, but the Bulls are trash and we all know this. John Paxson and Yeah, Garfone. I mean you got Dario Saric shooting threes and doing cool shit. Yeah. Fucking, they got Etwan Moore for, like, sh- more shooting. I still like Michael Bridges a lot. Fucking, you know, um, yeah, I, I really like him. You know, he just does a lot of dirty work. You know, he's, you know, he averages, like, 13 or 14 a game for them. Like, yeah. kind of quietly really underrated player mm-hmm. for their roster. Just does. A- he reminds me a lot of kind of like a Rick Fox or like yeah. a Horace Grant. Like, he's a good role player. You yeah. need kids like that on your team. Um, and his ego's not massive. Yeah, like, you know, like, and it seems like everybody has their egos in check and everybody knows their role. They're playing, they're playing great ball and shout out to Monty Williams. I like that guy, Ben deserved, like, you know what I'm saying, to get this shot. Even though he has been a, uh, he has been a coach, but this is like, this is by far the best roster he's ever had since being a coach. Right, exactly. Like, you know, like I said, you have DeAndre Ayton's points total being down this year. But he's playing good basketball. Yeah. Like, you don't need him to score like crazy he, on this But he's team. also been more efficient as well. Right, exactly. So, like, this team's just really efficient with it. Like, I really like... It's like the, so, they can, they can shoot you at the gym, but they also play enough defense where, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to get easy buckets on them. Right. Because they're that nasty. Like, they're probably one of the more complete teams. Like, and people tend to forget this was a number two seed in the West. These this team just didn't barely make the fucking playoffs. Right. Um, like they're a number two seed for a reason. Like, you know, people well, like, you know, want to clown on LeBron James because they like they destroyed the Lakers. I like LeBron was a seventh seed. That's how and people thought they were still gonna win. That's how much respect LeBron gets that he still gets favored as a seventh seed. But this team was no slouch by no stretch of the imagination. Right. right. Now I I will say this um, I saw I saw a really good thing earlier today about Chris Paul and then we'll we'll we probably need to talk about the other series. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul, um, you know, he said a great thing like earlier, like they were talking to him, and basically the gist of it was like, listen, man, like it hasn't always been easy for me. Um, I got, you know. I had to play two years of JV ball, like, you know, um... So basically saying he got it from the mud. Y- yeah, he's basically like, you know, even though he was a five-star point guard, and, you know, he was like, you know, it's been a lot of up and downs, you know, like, I've been kind of, you know, you know, he's just like, I'm grateful for it, you know, like, and it was crazy to kind of think about, like, He's getting older, and he, he knows, like, he don't have this many opportunities left. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's a crazy thing to think about that, you know, you know, he also, he was a five-star point guard, but he wanted to go to North Carolina, and they told him to kick rocks. Wow. You know, like, they're like, nah, man. A Doherty or whoever the fuck was the coach before Roy got to North Carolina. Really? Was like, nah, we got Raymond Felton. We don't need you. And it's like any decent coach would have been like, nah, fuck that. We're going to make this work. Yeah. So that's why Chris went and played at Wake Forest. 
So, you know, like I said, it was crazy as shit. So, you know, Raymond like Felton, he, but, yeah, Raymond Felton was great in North Carolina. Yeah, I can't say yeah. That. So, so th- this was the quote exactly. He goes, "I wasn't this phenom. I wasn't necessarily supposed to be here. I played two years of JV basketball. It ain't always been sweet for me. I've always had to grind. I like that mentality. That's always been who I've been, and I'm gonna stay that way. So, like you know, again." That's everything you need to know about Chris Paul, man. Yeah. Like, again, you know, because he worked himself into being a five-star player, you know, out of high school. He always played with a chip on his shoulder. Exactly. And he always has. And, you know, like I said, there's something to be said about that, man. Yeah. So. I like, you know, now on to. Yep. We got Jazz Clipper Series, which, God, that's. Man. What a fucking left turn. Um the comeback here. Jesus fucking Christ, the Clippers. Um, now, the thing about this that's really interesting is uh, you have a... Um, you know, the first two games, the Jazz... You know, Paul George looked like a pile of dog shit. He looked like Pandemic P. He looked like Pandemic P. <laughs> he was terrible. And then the next two games, he looked aw- he's looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he's looked like great. He's been highly efficient. You can't call him no pandemic P. Yeah. Like he came out in game three like gunning. Yeah. And like blasted ass. But my thing is like you know that's after they done. Like the one thing I like I respect about this Clippers roster is they know how to fucking respond. But like cause this happened in the last series too. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying like and they're and they're uh and they're talented enough to get out of that hole. I don't think that that's going to happen. If you get punched by the Phoenix Suns or the next series, like you probably can't come back from that or if you was to go to the finals. So like they kind of need to clean that up, but I do like the resilience like in the makeup of his team I whenever mean, the th- they can always respond whenever they t- they can take your best punch and they can, you can respond. I mean, the thing is with them too, man, like they <sighs> talent-wise Obviously, and this is this is obviously stating the exception of the Nets, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm gonna put an asterisk on them because Kyrie and James Harden are hurt. Yeah. Let's just assume that doesn't work out for them. Yeah. Like of the teams remaining in the field, the Clippers are the most talented. Yeah. Like they have the most talent on their roster, far and away. Yes, like it's not yeah. even close. Yeah, that that's that's the way it is right now. Because I tell everybody, like, yeah, yeah, as of right now, since barring them two, like the Clippers are like you know the most talented roster. Like, I think like you know what I'm saying the Suns are the best overall roster right now, as far as the most complete roster. Yeah, I think that they have they have a team. Yeah, and they've managed to build a team. And they've done a really good job with that. I said like, that, and like you know, Milwaukee Bucks is like you know like but like below that. Right. So. My thing is uh, looking at the uh, lo- just looking at the way this series is turned around. Like it's suddenly really interesting. Now I will say um, one of the biggest things that you do have to know is that Utah's playing without Mike Conley. Yeah, that is huge for them. Big time huge. That is, and you've really noticed it these last two games for sure because they don't really have a floor general. They don't really have a floor general. Donovan Mitchell's been having to do a lot of that, and that's really unfortunate. Um, because it takes away from what he does best and what they need him to do. Right. 
He's and had a, he still dropped thirty seven. Yeah, I mean he had to be a he had to be a really really big volume shooter though to get that thirty seven, yeah. and that was a problem. Um, you know the thing is, like they got they got a lot from Marcus Morris in the first half, like the Clippers did, and yeah. uh, you know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both scored thirty one and were. Paul George, weirdly enough, was more efficient than Kawhi Leonard was tonight. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to think about, but it, it happened. Yeah. Um, so, my thing is, one of the worst things in Game 3 that happened to them is uh, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic um, hurt his foot. You know, he landed on a, he landed on a guy's foot, and he was, wasn't really right. He seemed to play better in this game. But the problem is, like I said, they don't really have that number two option. Whereas, like, Mike Conley takes a lot of pressure off Donovan Mitchell um, in terms of facilitating um, and getting other people the ball. He's a fantastic defender at that position still. He's one of the better three-point shooters in the league. People don't talk about that enough. Um, And the thing is, too, um, so... The Jazz's bench has been abysmal the last two games. Yeah, if you I, 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 I would say if you ain't named Jordan Clarkson, you're shit off the bench. Like flat out, you were having a bad time. Yang, fucking O'Neal, which which I like Royce O'Neal, mm-hmm. Derek Favors. They've been ass. All of them. They've all been ass. And I like Royce O'Neal as a player. I think he's a fantastic defender. Yeah. I think he's made himself into a decent shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things where, like I said, like Jordan Clarkson, it literally was like over like two a two or three game stretch. Jordan Clarkson had scored like sixty points. Yeah. And their rest of their bench had scored like twenty three. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Mm-mm. Like, because if Jordan Clarkson scoring twenty something, if the rest of your bench is giving you something at all. Yeah, you probably could win this game. You probably could have won one of these last couple of games, you know. So the Clippers are just throwing everything they have at Donovan Mitchell and being like, "Hey, we're going to try to make him a high volume shooter." And like, and the like, the thing with the uh, Jazz is the same thing that's always been the thing with the Jazz. Like, they need a legit number two score scoring guy. Mike Conley is great, but like, you know, on a championship squad, he's, he's about a third or a fourth option. Yes. He's a facilitator. They need somebody to take the the uh, the pressure off Donovan Mitchell. Like, you know, which is crazy because they could really use a Gordon Hayward right now. And it yep. was crazy because the year Gordon Hayward left, that's when they got Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild. So like, it's kind of wild. So like, you know, like the guy that like that left is kind of like the guy they kind of need right now. So, but they only get those kind of guys in the draft because nobody's like really going to try to come to Utah because that's just not like a thing. So you kind of feel bad for Donovan Mitchell, like you know, and like in that sense. And Rudy Gobert, like he gave you a double double, and at that point, that's that's as best you can ask for Rudy Gobert. Gobert is always going to suck. Dick offensively, he's yeah. terrible. Yeah, like if Rudy Gobert can give you like twelve and twelve and give you a couple of blocks, I like as far as offensively, that's the best you can ask for. Yeah, he's he ain't it. I like you know Ingles. I like they had some guys scoring the double figures, but at the end of the day, I like you know just it just wasn't enough because Donovan Mitchell is great. I like him. He's I like him. he's a premier player in the league. But at the end of the day, I like the Clippers got the two best players on the court. I mean, okay, so like I mean, the best way I can put it is you know a lot of times when they do like the little box score. They'll usually have the top three performers on each team, right? Yeah. 
So you'll have you had Donovan Mitchell score 37. You had Bogdan Bogdan Bojan rather Bogdanovich score 18, and you had uh, uh, what Joe Ingles have 17. Right? Yeah. The Clippers had Kawhi Kawhi Leonard and Paul George score 31 apiece, mm-hmm. and then Marcus Morris scored 24. Yeah. And on Just, any, and that, on, the, the Jazz were never in this game. I like really. any, and on any given day, that third person could be anybody. It could be Marcus Morris. It could be Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I like it. Could be anybody. <laughs> right. Exactly. They have that kind of guy. They have that kind of scoring power. Yeah, they have that kind of depth and they have that kind of scoring power. Mm-hmm. So it's just a mere fact. I'm not saying like they're out of this series because like it's three two, right? No, it's two two. Oh, it's two two. Yeah, it's tied up. Well, like it's two two. Like so, basically, the Clippers are just taking care. They just taking care of like you know, just taking care of business. But as always, like you know, game five is pivotal. I don't know the extent of Mike Conley's in, uh, injury. I don't know either. I think it's a hamstring like James Harden. I think it's a James Harden situation. I'm not entirely certain, though. Oh, like, I think Mike Conley sits out game five, but I think game six, oh, like, he might try to give it a go. He might try to give it a go. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's just one of those other things. Like, you know, Donovan Mitchell was inefficient, but, you know, he had the score. So, it's going to be interesting to see what, like, what he does. And I really like this team, but at the end of the day, like you can have like you know like a better team, but they but if the Clippers have a better team and they had the two best players like on the court, like on any given time like in this series, like you know, and that's a lot for Donovan Mitchell for himself to overcome. Yeah, okay. like it, it's a lot, it's a lot. So uh, coming up next, I like your questions are in and like and we're gonna answer them. It's about that time. It's mail time. You gotta keep a lock on the scoreboard on anchor. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yep, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. How much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that money. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. 
This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. I like you know your questions are in. We appreciate you guys for always sending your questions. I like you know to me, whether it's to the email or or the Facebook page. I like you know we appreciate it. This is like our favorite part of the show, and we are like we're glad to you know interact with you guys like that. We only got two questions this week. You know, first question comes from Jameson from New York. Said, "What's up, guys? How you think the Islanders and the Rays series is going to go? A pretty interesting matchup." I mean. The Islanders have been killing it all year, anyway. Yeah, like I, and they're up one zero, and I don't and I don't like the Rays because my friend Coco, Dave Coco, is a big Rays fan, so fuck them. I like I love them, but fuck them. Stamkos already got his uh his Stanley Cup, so like you know. Yeah, the Lightning, you mean? Yeah, yeah, freaking uh, yeah, man. Uh, it took me a second. I was like Rays. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah they're playing. I was like, they're playing the Lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa yeah, Bay no, Rays, Tampa Well, he's a yeah. big Tampa Bay fan all across. Yeah, the yeah, so, yeah. Like, so I, that because he's a Rays fan. That's Bucks easy fan. to cross up. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to cross up. So. But yeah, no, uh, freaking um, yeah, man. Um, I'm interested to see this play out because um, you know, the Islanders are good, and God, that's been a while. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Lightning, they, they they've been steadily, you know, saying building like the last couple of years. You know, like, and this got to the point, like, you saw it coming because they got yeah. some nice pieces there. And the Jets players have been there as well. Robert Sala been to a couple of games, so that's been pretty cool during, like, you know, oh, yeah. OTAs and stuff like that. So that's been pretty awesome. So I like for me personally, but that's just me being biased. I like, I want the fucking Islanders to win because I'm from Long Island. And yeah, even though, like, even though, like, you know, I went to more Rangers games, but. Yeah, I want the Islanders of God because I'm tired of seeing the Tampa Bay. I like the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Rays. Fuck both of them. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, like I said, you got, um, I mean, the Lightning's got Kucherov, one of the best young players in the fucking league. They got yeah. a lot of talent. But the thing is, they're in cap hell. Like, a lot of their players are going to be gone after oh, yeah. the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they, they, which they, they cashed in last year. Yeah. Which is good. Um, so if they can cash in uh, again this year, then it'll be well worth it. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully for Tampa fans, they can, and hopefully for Islanders fans, God help them. They have not had much to be happy about in a yeah. long, long time. Um, like you said, they've done a really good job of rebuilding this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cool to watch because you know they've had a ton of bad things happen yes. to them and misfortune befall them. So. Um, they have a 30 for 30 about them, don't they? I think so. About that guy that tried to buy them that was like a fake billionaire? Isn't that, isn't that a thing that I like, happened? Like, is that, you talk about during the 70s when they had the three-peat? No, 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 no. Because I, I do know they had a 30 for 30 when they had the three-peat. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know they had a 30 for 30 on that. Or it was like an E6. I know they had a documentary with them having a three-peat. Yeah, uh, let me see. Let's see. Let's see if I can find this real quick. Before a fake we... billionaire. Yeah, like it's. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, big shot. Yeah, fucking. Uh, this is the craziest fucking thirty for thirty. Um, basically, uh, in 1996, um, you know, there was a guy named John Spano 
who swooped in and agreed to buy the team for $165 million. You know, so apparently this dude was like, you know, like he was a fake fucking millionaire. Yeah. And he acted like he was going to buy the Islanders. Mm -hmm. If you guys have never seen that 30 for 30, it is fucking batshit. Like... That's a that's a crazy one. I, I I need to watch that. Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. I was like, yeah, dude. Like they had this dude act like he was gonna buy them. I like it. I have ESPN Plus. I can watch yeah. all of them. I need to. Yeah, dude. Check check that out. Check that out. I'm dead ass. Like that's yeah. that's a really good one. So yeah. Uh, the, anyways, the Islanders enduring that fucking horse shit. Yeah. And they were amazing in the '70s, and then were dog shit for like ever in the '80s and the '90s. Yeah, they've been dog shit for a long. They were dog shit in the two. They have been dog shit until just now. Yeah. Basically, like good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Seriously, holy fuck. You know. Uh, last question comes from Laura from Portland. I like, you know, a female. I like it. Feel, we don't get too many of those. He said, hey, guys. I said, I'm a big Blazers fan and a huge fan of the show. Thank you. He said, I was wondering, do you guys think that Dame will be leaving? I mean, the coach is gone. Kid's not coming, and that was his first choice, and our GM isn't that great. I don't want him to leave, but if he does, I wouldn't blame him because his franchise can be a net at times. I think that, uh, I think that Dame might give it one more whirl. Well, the thing for me is like Laura, like your your franchise. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't get delve into how how old you are, but like you're like if if you're about my age or like or a little bit younger, you don't like you don't know how snake bitten your franchise is. Like you had Bill Walton, he won a title, his knees got shot. You know what I'm saying? You had Sam Bowie and the people that you know what I'm saying talk all that shit about Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie was way before his time. That dude was seven foot four, like was like the next bit a uh, great center. Like you know he could pull up and shoot the J and he could shoot the three at seven foot four. I like Sam Bowie was really good. His body deteriorated. You had Brandon Roy, like you know what I'm saying, like he looked like he was about to be the man. Body deteriorated. Greg, Greg Oden, Oden. Like, looked like he was about to be, be the man. man. I like body deteriorate. I like you know, Dame Lillard's don't like don't come across like you know too often. Like you know, and I think you're right. Like you know, it has a lot to do with your GM, you know, saying failing him because Dame doesn't get hurt. He is clutch. He's good. I like he's good for. I like he's good for your. Uh, he's a good face of your franchise, and he doesn't make waves like a lot of the prima donna superstars like you know do these days. I like this franchise hit the jackpot with them. I can't blame that on on of this situation on them being snake bitten. This one is on him. Yeah, yeah. But on them, I like you know the organization. Yeah. So so for for me, I think that Dame Lillard probably will run it back. So I, I've I've talked I've talked off um I've talked off um the air a few times about this um I'm pretty fucking over CJ McCollum yeah at this point like I'm just <laughs> I'm really over him um he's Dame Lillard but he's less good he's less good. And like, he does uh, everything Dayton does, but poverty version of it. I like the thing um, is like he's not what they need for this. Team. No, he's not. And it, the thing is, I think that you could t- drop CJ McCollum in a different area and he'd really succeed. Yeah, I think that CJ McCollum would be really good for in, some for a place that needs a point guard. I think he'd be fucking amazing, like for a team that needs a point guard. Yeah. Um, I think that would be great. That like the team is 
let's say that the Bucks hadn't got Drew Holiday. Yeah. I think that CJ McCollum would be awesome for them. Yeah. But they have Drew Holiday, so they don't need him. But like a team that's like the team is built around not the point guard. Yeah. You know, because like they have other shit. So, like I said, I like CJ McCollum, like, but not in this situation. Also, like a, like a team like the 76ers will fit him perfectly because the ball is not going to be in his hands. It's going to be in Ben Simmons' hands. Right, exactly. So, you know, and he can do off-ball playmaking. Yeah. So, like, he's fine. I'm pretty done with the CJ McCollum experiment, though. So, um, like I said, Nurkic is okay, but he's not great. Yeah, Nurkic is an okay player. Uh, Mello solid, but you know Mello's not Mello anymore. More. But he's he's Carmelo. Yeah, he's he's all right. Um, Covington's okay. The biggest problem I've had with the way that this um, team is is uh, they um, they're constructed really stupidly. Um, they have too many guys that do similar things. And they also have uh, a lot, like I said, they have this overlap, but then their team's also constructed in a really silly way to where they don't play defense. And then Terry Stotts also didn't have them playing good team defense. Yeah. That's why I think the organization and Terry Stotts mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. I think that... um, And and also, like, yeah, that goes on Terry Stotts with the GM. I like the mom looking at the GM because I've seen Terry Stotts you know, whenever he had a really good roster, was in the Western Conference Finals. I like, you know, he got beat by Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry. I like if anybody would have got beat by that that Golden State Warriors team at that point. And that was before KD messed around and died. You know what right. I'm saying? So for my money, though, with like looking at um, the way that this team is, uh, this team is constructed currently. There's only a few dudes that I think you could or should keep on this team. I think you keep... I, I think you keep um, Zach Collins. When he's healthy, he's really solid. Yeah. Um, I like him at the power forward position. He's a really solid player. Um, I like Mello and Covington. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Harry Giles, weirdly enough, because he gives them, he gives them a thing that they really were lacking. To a lesser degree, I like Anthony Simons. Yeah. Um, I think he's a solid bench option. I think he's like your sixth man kind of option. Yeah. Um, I like Covington. I like Ennis Cantor. Nurkic can stay, but it is a position you possibly could upgrade. Yeah. But I will say it would be kind of tough to. Yeah. Because um, the center... Leagues don't really care about the centers like that. There's only no. like maybe like six or seven good centers in the league. Yeah, there's yeah, and that's you being generous. Yeah. Like, like there's really only like there's really only two really good centers, yeah. and they're named Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. And there are other centers like you know you have Cat. Cat's pure offense. Like you know, and then you have Rudy Gobert, who's pure defense. And you got Clint Capella, who's you got, size. Yeah, you got Clint Capella, who's kind of like pure defense guy like you know like i said it's just and vukovic you can do a little bit of both yeah yeah vukovic is more of a scorer though i will say that um so like i said for my money um the way that this team is constructed you need to get tougher defensively because dame lillard provides enough scoring 
And, you know, you have enough scoring. Like with Carmelo Anthony, uh, Ennis Cantor, uh, Covington, you know, like they had enough scoring. Now, now I will say C.J. McCollum was an okay number two option, but he's diminished in even that role. Yeah. So he, he can't get you over the hump. Yeah, like the thing is, I would like to see a two guard that's bigger and plays defense yeah. and can score. I think that like I think that you would see um I think Portland would be a lot better in a situation where like obviously Chris Middleton plays for the Bucks. Yeah. And there isn't really a way for them to trade for him because yeah. LOL the Bucks are like fuck no, we like Chris Middleton eat shit. I like the, But the, like the, you the, need a guy like that's tall and can defend they, they, they and need, can score from but, that position so too. So they need a player like, you know, they need a player like Pascal Siakam or or on a lesser scale, like you know, as far as like a wing person, they need somebody like a Michael Porter. Yeah, I yeah. like I would like like a Michael Porter type player for them. Right, I, I would like that too because even though Michael Porter is not exactly a great defender yet, he's taller and he can just do a little bit more than yeah. CJ in terms of because there's only like and he's athletic too. Right, exactly. Like as much as I like CJ McCollum, he's an undersized combo guard mm-hmm. and. You know, that's like you have a six three two guard. Like this isn't nineteen ninety four. Yeah. You can't get away with that anymore. Like you're just you can't. Yeah. Like it's just not gonna so work. Unless you're Allen Iverson, but nah. Yeah, I would say yeah, and Allen Iverson was really the point guard of that team. I don't care what anybody says. Like you can talk about snow all you want. Allen Iverson was a fucking point guard. On I that mean, team. he was a shooting guard. He wasn't facilitating nothing. Eric Snow was just out there. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, like that's why they moved him to shooting guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying. See, he had the size of a point guard, but he wasn't no point guard. He was a shooting guard. Right. He was an undersized too, but you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, that that's like I don't think I don't, to be honest with you, I don't, uh, Laura, I don't think he is gonna leave. Like, Dame's gonna be a trailblazer until they say otherwise. Dame's gonna be a trailblazer, and because the thing is, if he wanted out of there, I think he, I think he has enough cachet and clout around the league, and I think that he has, he's done enough for the fucking franchise to where, to where people won't get upset at him. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is he's, um, I think he's also like kind of sat there and because of the way Portland is a small market, I think yeah. that they would. If he wanted to leave and requested a trade, they would be like, well, shit, because of the way our team is and the way we have to build through the draft, mm-hmm. usually we need to do this so we can get picks for him. Yeah. You know, so that that's the thing. So I think uh, I think I would like to see um, maybe like a Jalen Brown paired with him. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, you know, you need like a, a bigger wing that can score more. Yeah. You know, they, they that, need that's that, also, that that's, can also can defend. Yeah, and that's athletic. So. Yeah. Like, a guy like that would be good for Damian Lillard. Um, and on any given night, he can give you 30. Consistently, yeah. more consistently than CJ. At this point, because CJ used to do that pretty consistently, yeah. and now he doesn't. So that's the problem. So, and I think that the biggest problem is that CJ. CJ and Dame occupy a lot of the same space. Yeah. And Dame's just so used to just being like, fucking whatever, I'm going to score 50. Yeah. Like, I got to. Like, whatever. Dude, all I know is that in that in that third game against the Nuggets, all I know is, um, or is either second or third, 
Dame dropped 50-something. 55. He dropped 55. All I know is that I watched C.J. McCollum step out of bounds. I watched somebody miss a wide-open dunk. Mm-hmm. I think it was Robert Covington. I think it was Robert Covington. I watched a wide-open dunk get missed. I watched C.J. McCollum step out of bounds. I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I, I don't fucking understand it. So, like I said, I think that they need um, – I think they need a bigger wing player that plays defense. Because, I mean, the thing is, you know, you could roll with Covington or Carmelo, depending on, like, what you need. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, I like Collins and Cantor just fine. You know, who knows? And I've seen some things, some rumblings about maybe the fucking Trailblazers trade for Cat. I mean, I like if you want to keep Dame happy, I like make the splash. I like get a superstar in there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll say you've done a pretty decent job getting pieces in there through the draft. I like get him another star, so like you know he doesn't have to continue to score 50 points and it be in vain. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you know, Cat can do some things offensively. You like you know you you lose a little bit defensively, but hell, you can put Cat at the four and still have Nurkic at the uh, at the. Uh, well, so the things are that they're saying is if they trade for Cat, oh yeah, Nurkic, Nurk, Nurkic, Nurkic, and it would be a package with Nurkic and Column McCollum and picks probably. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would probably do that solely because. You sit there and like, okay, cool. You have a guy that affects the game a little bit more. Yeah. Like now, granted, he don't really defend, but Nurkic occasionally has bad lapses on defense too. Yeah. So like, it don't matter. Like whatever. I like him. Cats you can and, and you can have you can keep Hassan Whiteside or yeah. some some dipshit like that. I like and, like and cats like a bona fide like you know star. So like whenever you can't just double Dame. I like you got to account for Carl Anthony Towns. So like and you still got Old Mello. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying Robert Covington. Like I'll, at this point, you got to go all in. Like you, he deserves that much. Yeah, he I, deser- I agree. He deserves that much. I like just to see. And in terms of coaches, I think uh, so. They're interviewing three coaches. Um, I like two of these names on this list a lot more than the third. And I'll and I like one of these names on this list more than I like the other three. The other two. Yeah. So you have. Mike D'Antoni. Ew. Right. That's ugh, so so bad. You have Chauncey Billups. Okay. And you have Becky Hammond. Okay. So, I don't know if Becky's ready for that because the Spurs are in the toilet yeah. right now. I like Chauncey Billups most. Yeah. I like Chauncey Billups. I like that. The, the, uh, the Celtics are looking at... Mm-hmm. The Celtics are looking at Chauncey Billups and Becky Hammond as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm... I'm interested to see. I mean, someone's gonna hire Becky Hammond, yeah, like sooner rather than later. Um, I don't know if it should be the Celtics. I don't know if it should be the Trailblazers. I don't know if it should happen yet for her because I think that the fucking Celtics. I, I think that the Celtics are kind of in flux. I think that Portland's in flux too. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, I think that Becky. Needs to go to a situation that's a little bit more stable. I feel like she needs to start off at the WNBA. I'm not trying to be one of those guys. I like you know to be like, Ew, like you know, misogynist. I was like, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different animal. I like you know, Becky is. I'm pretty sure she's Becky, done a good job up she, here. She, though. She'll, she'll done. She's done a great job, but also like at the end of the day, those players have to answer the pop. And I like right. you know, and it's like you know, what I'm saying it's like one of those things like. 
Those she those the, uh, she gets the respect of those players because Pop respects. I just I and, and, and I feel like you know if she was to go to like a different place, not to say like you know what I'm saying she won't it it'll be different. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. And, uh, and I wouldn't say that she's like coddled or something, but she kind of is though, just because right. she has that. I'm afraid. This is different. I'm afraid for her if she goes somewhere, and I I would God I would hate to see that. Like she sits there, and she goes to coach and. She loses a damn locker room. Yeah. Or she never gets the locker room. Yeah. That's you know what the, I mean? That's I would thing. be so afraid of that. And and it would be through no fault of her own. Yeah. I would be so afraid of that for her. Because, like, I, I want her to succeed because that's yeah. a badass fucking woman. She's rich. Such all I trust me. I know. I would say, yeah, Michael, Michael Hill been the Becky Hammond stan yeah. account. So, fucking, like I said, uh, she's fire. I would just hate to see them do her dirty. Yeah. Cause like fuck that noise, she rips. So uh, like I, I said, I like. But the thing is though, like you know, I like. I my, my thing is all that shit. Pop doesn't have much time. I don't see why she wouldn't want to stay in San Antonio. Yeah, she just chill out and just be the next coach there. Yeah, that's just what hang I, out. That's, that's what I, that, that's what I would do. Cause uh, everybody in the organization knows her. Right. Exactly. And, and it'll be easier. The fans know her, so it'll right. be easier. It'll be an easier transition. Yeah. You know, say if I'm Pop, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, look, I like, I ain't got much time. Just, just, like, just chill. Just chill. I like, you know, so I will give you the reins. I yep. feel like that's the perfect place for her. I don't think she needs to go. I don't think she needs to go to Portland. I like, I don't think she needs to go to Orlando. I sort of hell don't think she needs to go to, uh, go, uh, go to Boston. Cause they, uh, Brad Stevens is a new president of operations. And we don't know how that shit's going to go. Cause Danny Ainge, I like stepped down. So like, Danny Ainge lost his fucking players and just realized like the game that he, Dude, also, that is some Shakespearean shit. Fucking, you fleece a franchise and set them back for a decade plus, and then you get eliminated at home by that franchise. Hmm. That is some Shakespearean ass shit. So, like I said, man, I think, uh, but getting back to Portland, fucking, I think that, uh, I think you hire Chauncey Billups. I think you tell Mike D'Antoni to kick fucking rocks, yes. cause he is not what you want. I got, the guy's never won anywhere. Yeah, the guy sucks. I he's a, he is a terrible coach. Fuck him. Um, you know, like he's fucked Mike D'Antoni. The only good Mike D'Antoni was the Phoenix Suns Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, and even that was fucking whatever. Um, so. Um, if you want this Portland team to play the same amount, if you want this Portland team to play even less defense than it did before, hire him. Yeah. Shit's stupid. No. It, it's, it's Fuck dumb. that. It's Fuck dumb. that. That's terrible. And if you want to see fucking horrible ass isolation ball, yeah, yeah hire Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, hire Mike D'Antoni. I like, see how, like, you most definitely, like, if you do that, Dame's going to leave for sure. Yeah, it's a terrible look, I think. I like, you know, Brian Shaw might be out there, but then again, I don't know if he's interested in coaching. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to be a head coach anymore. That oh. didn't really work super well for him. Or hell, Mark Jackson's still available, but I don't know if he's interested. I don't either. know if he's interested in coaching either anymore. So, I like, nah, Portland, don't do it. Don't yep. do it. I like this is the most important hire. I like coach hire. You like you know, and this is why I said I'd run it back with Stotts one more time because like, well, you know, but say, they, well, they 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 agreed to part ways. Yeah, they agreed sure. to part ways. I like, but then again, Stotts probably knew like this yeah. was gonna happen. So like, you might as well make it seem like we were gonna part ways. Yeah, but, like, exactly. He, he he knew. I was like, he knew, but I like it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, well, that's the end of our show. AEWs this week. 
more playoff basketball, playoff hockey. Uh, didn't Novak Djokovic, Djokovic defeat your boy Rafael Nadal? Uh, he did, and then uh, he came back from uh, two sets uh, down to win his 19th uh, major championship. Um, Novak Djokovic is far and away my least favorite tennis player. Of all time? Um, well, just in general of like what the field has looked like lately. Yeah. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a fucking dick bag and I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to say shit about it cause I don't respect him. Um, I think he's an absolute cock knock. I think he's an absolute cock goblin and I can't fucking stand him. Um, <laughs> fucking, he is such a douchebag. I mean, dude, he blasted some fucking, he blasted some person in the fucking throat cause he got mad at a fucking call. That I'm fucking like, he's a dick. Yeah. Fuck Novak Djokovic, man. And you know, people talk about him being like the goat or whatever, and like, oh yeah, man, he could be the goat. He's only one behind fucking Roger and fucking Nadal. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking cute, man. Um, let's talk about how much younger he is than them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, his head to head against them. I'm like, yeah, no shit. They're he's old. He's been five years younger than them his whole career. He's old. The fact that they've beat him as much as they have yeah. is wild yes like fuck novak Djokovic. i don't have any use for him like he's he's great but like so the fuck what, what? he can eat my ass <laughs> fuck novak Djokovic. <laughs> fucking bucket of dicks oh, fuck him shit. and fuck his 19 fucking majors he can eat shit fucking dork <laughs> oh like is there anything else going on uh let's see uh and we got OTAs. Oh yeah, OTAs of this week. Uh, baseball's still happening. Both our squads suck, so whatever. Also, like, oh yeah, I like you know, give an early birthday shout out to my nephew because he he turns ten uh, Saturday. So oh shit, oh yeah. shit, oh shit. So like you know, after I didn't work like a four grueling days of work, I'm gonna go see him at the bowling alley. Nice. So I like, I probably might be half dead though, but hey, hey. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. I like, you know, Uncle Mike mode activated. So, yeah, I, I got that going on for me. So, like like I said, guys, like you can follow my Twitch at HBK underscore Illmatic. Probably don't, though, because there's not a whole lot going on over there. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Arcade, um, R underscore K A Y D E. So, if you wanna do that. All caps. Yep. If like you wanna do caps. that. You know, so so you guys be good, be safe, and we'll see you back better than ever next week. Peace out. Later, guys.